Hello there again. Welcome into P. Witty's World. It is Wednesday, September 13th. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Remember to follow us on all these social media platforms, including X, Facebook, and Instagram. The handle is P. Witty's World. And I appreciate all of you that are already following. And make sure that you share it. Tell your friends. So, been about a week since I've been able to podcast and uh, really just kind of squeezing this in here on a Wednesday night as I am uh, preparing to go out of town tomorrow, and I will get to that here at the end of the show. But uh, a lot of different topics I want to talk about today. Uh, the SEC, in terms of football, could it be a down year? It's not looking great so far. Uh, half times, particularly high school and college, way too long. Uh, Nancy Pelosi announced that she's going to seek re-election. The CDC is saying you need to get the new COVID shot. And I also want to touch on one of our local grocery stores, Kroger, and then uh, give you a little precursor to my trip for this weekend. So thanks again for tuning in. Remember to uh, like us on Spotify or uh, iTunes. Give us a nice review. I love how I say us because it's really just me. So just give me a nice review. But once again, thanks for listening. Uh, listenership continues to rise, which uh, when I look at the analytics, just kind of blows my mind, but it's much appreciated. So anyway. Uh, so it's uh, you know it, this is one of my favorite times of year. Uh, college football is in full swing. I spent the majority of the day Saturday watching college football. A very disappointing day for me personally, as my Vanderbilt Commodores just gave away a game against Wake Forest. Very poor effort. Probably the most frustrating thing is we get three plays into the game uh, after Vanderbilt throws a pick. Uh, actually, I guess it's six plays into the game because through a pick on the third play, Wake Forest runs a couple plays, gets it uh, you know, inside the five-yard line, and we get a lightning delay. So it, first of all, it was a 10 o'clock kickoff, which I think is complete and utter garbage. Uh, 10 a.m. kickoff, despite the fact they're playing on the East Coast too early. No one is really ready for that yet. Uh, I tried to get myself ready uh, by waking up way too early in the morning. Uh, watch that game, but it goes on a lightning delay. And uh, it doesn't resume till noon, central time. And the ACC network cuts away and goes to the Boston College game. And they don't go back to the Vanderbilt game till they have been playing for a while. So I click over to my ESPN app, and they have set the time wrong on the ESPN app. So there was a 10-minute period where the game was nowhere to be found. Um, it's probably a good thing I didn't get to see all of it because it was such a garbage performance. But the ACC network is utter crap. Uh, it was very disappointing, but that's why their league will probably be extinct in 10 years. But the ACC is having its way with the SEC so far. Uh, Florida State beats LSU. Wake Forest gets a win over Vanderbilt. Um, there's one other one I'm forgetting, but the SEC is not having a good showing against Power 5 competition. Oh, yes, Texas A&M. How could I forget? Texas A&M gets beat by Miami. One of my gambling picks, and I've been putting gambling picks out on Saturday morning on my Instagram feed. Uh, one and two week one. Two and one this past week, so we're back to even. Going to go three and oh this week. What am I betting on? I don't know. 
Haven't had time to research it. It's only Wednesday. I do have a job. I do have other things to do. So haven't had the opportunity to spend a whole lot of time doing that. But the SEC only has a handful of Power 5 wins. Tennessee beat Virginia, which is a less than impressive win now. Tennessee did not look great in the first half of that game. Virginia turns around the next week and loses to James Madison. Uh, Auburn wins at Cal. Solid win, I guess. And then the other one is uh, Mississippi State beats Arizona at home. But a lot of the bigger matchups, Texas-Alabama, the SEC has not fared very very well. So it could be a down year for the SEC, trying to take that into account. Nobody has looked particularly great. Even Georgia in their two cupcake games has not uh, been overly impressive. But we will see how it plays out. I imagine some of these teams will bounce back. But I'll tell you what you can't bounce back from is a absurdly long halftime. I don't know when we are going to make adjustments to halftime, particularly at the high school level. It used to drive me crazy when I was athletic director as we would have a 20-minute halftime. You allow both bands to play. I don't have a problem if one band plays, uh, but perhaps we should just limit it to the home, home band or maybe have a collaborative effort and have both bands out there at the same time. But typically, you're going to allow both bands to play. The clock hits 20 minutes. The field is still not cleared. And then you have a three-minute warm-up period. High school halftime is like 25 minutes long. It is longer than some of the first halves uh, if teams keep the ball on the ground. Uh, I think our band at Ravenwood, obviously the band at Centennial, my daughter is in the band at Centennial, they do a great job. This is not anti-band. This is anti Super long halftime. And college is the same way. NFL has it figured out. It's 12 minutes. They they stay on schedule. And particularly in the college game, they've made these rule changes this year where the clock doesn't stop on first down, things of that nature. And they have these absurdly long commercial breaks. And then you have a 20-minute halftime. It makes no sense. How long do you need? I mean, there'll be a lot of times where I will go in and address my team for basketball in a 10-minute half. And in three to four minutes, I have by far said everything I need to say. So what do you do? You just sit there and look at each other? How much do they have to talk about at halftime of a football game? Now, I'm not a football coach. I don't know. But as a fan, it needs a change. It is utterly, utterly ridiculous. So that's kind of my sports breakdown here. Now, on to politics, which is I I know why some of you listen. Uh, Nancy Pelosi announced last week that she is going to seek re-election. Another two-year term for the House of Representatives member from California, and she's in her mid-80s. This is getting out of hand. We have a collection of politicians that are too old. And I'm sorry if this is ageism, but I'm sorry if it upsets you that I say this, but I'm not apologizing for it because we desperately need term limits. I mean, we have a handful of people, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, Dianne Feinstein, uh, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, these people are too old to serve in office. You have to be 35 years old to run for president, yet there is no requirement for uh, how old you have to be to not run. The retirement age is 67 in America, yet we are allowing people well into their late 70s and early 80s to hold office because they're able to. Uh, the problem with this is, is we can't establish term limits or really any changes. I mean, this is written, these age requirements are written into the Constitution. You're going to need a constitutional amendment to change that. I don't see 
And in the process is Congress, by a two-thirds vote, is the one that has to propose an amendment. They're not going to propose an amendment to send to the states that is going to jeopardize their job. And I can't say I blame them, but at some point, we really need to step up and do what is right in terms of you know, getting the right people in office, making decisions, having term limits, having age requirements at the back end. It makes perfect sense to me, but it's probably something that I will not see come to fruition in my lifetime. Now, speaking of credible candidates, uh, Andrew Yang has had conversations with the No Labels ticket. Now, Andrew Yang is essentially the head of the Forward Party. Now, I apologize. I think I've said numerous times that it was the Freedom Party. Well, I was wrong. It's the Forward Party. But yet, I have a lot of respect and believe in a lot of things that Andrew Yang says because he is towing the moderate line of basically policies that would be beneficial to bring people together, which is what President Biden said he was going to do. It has not happened. Tough, tough road for him to hoe there, but it hasn't happened. But we really need to start looking into candidates that are going to extend olive branches on both sides of the aisle and bring us together and enact policies that make sense instead of enacting policies and carrying on behavior just to get reelected. I've said this before. We reelect the House of Representatives in like an 80 percent rate, and the Senate is usually about 70. The approval rating for Congress is about 20 percent. So despite the fact we think that Congress does a poor job, we continue to reelect them. And obviously with districts and things like that, uh, with the House of Representatives, they're very partisan districts. Most of those election or races are already decided before we go vote. But something needs to change. Let me tell you something that isn't changing. It's the CDC coming out and saying you need to get the COVID vaccine. They came out yesterday yet again and are saying anybody over the age of six months should get this next round of COVID shots. What are we doing? We are just lining the pockets of Moderna and Pfizer. Probably not Johnson & Johnson. I don't know. But those two companies have made a fortune off of this COVID vaccine that has not been effective. Look, I got the first two shots and I got the first booster. First of all, I have never felt as sick as I have after the first two shots. Did not feel great at all. I had COVID a few years ago at Thanksgiving. Uh, Felt terrible for like three or four days. It's the most sore I've been in my life. I got it again last year during spring break while in Chicago uh, on a college tour with my daughter, Rhea, visiting the University of uh, Loyola, Chicago. Uh, Felt just god-awful for a week. But why are they saying that we need to get these shots again? They have proven to be very ineffective. I think Moderna and Pfizer should give the taxpayers back all the money that we have spent on these shots. It does not make sense. And now they're saying, well, you should get another one. Why? If you think you should get it, more power to you if you want to go do that. But I'll tell you, the the rise of myocarditis in kids, the number of deaths we've had in high school athletes since taking vaccines is alarming, but no one wants to seem to bring that up. I don't agree with telling people they need to get another shot. I'm definitely not getting it. 
My kids are not getting it because they're healthy. Uh, there might be some people out there that actually need it where it could be effective, but I believe the majority of Americans probably don't. So I wish they would quit pushing this absurd propaganda. Now, on to some less serious things. Uh, I'm a frequent shopper of the Kroger grocery store chain. In fact, I have three Kroger's within less than a like eight-minute drive from me. Got one on Columbia Avenue, got one in West Haven, and then I have what I like to call Dirty Kroger over across from Franklin High School on Hillsborough Road. There are a few pet peeves I have with Kroger in general. First of all, this weekend, I go in to get some food during the lightning delay of the Vanderbilt game on Saturday morning, and I am accosted by the Boy Scouts. Look, I just want to go in and get groceries. I do not want to be solicited by the Boy Scouts, by the Girl Scouts, by anybody. Salvation Army, whatever. I'm not anti-charity. Look, if I'm going to buy some popcorn from some Boy Scouts, I'm going to buy it from one I know. I don't have anything against the Boy Scouts. My mom took me to a Boy Scout meeting, or it was Cub Scouts or whatever. It was like second or third grade. Uh, an informational meeting, and she's like, do you want to join this? I was like, yeah, it looks okay. Uh, she's like, well, it's going to take away from you playing sports. I was like, I'm out. 100% out. Um, it's nothing against them. I just don't want little kids coming up asking me to buy their overpriced popcorn when I'm just running into the store just to grab a few things. If I buy Girl Scout cookies every year from people I know. I don't want to buy it from some random people at Kroger. If they want to just set their table out there and not bother me when I walk in, that would be fine. But it drives me absolutely insane. I really wish they would quit doing that. It's not enough to make me to go to another chain. The other option is Publix, and I think Publix is ridiculously overpriced, even though I'll occasionally go there because they have some products I would like. Which brings me to my next point. There is no consistency at all in what products carry Kroger carries from store to store like I can go to the West Haven one and get a particular brand of ice cream that I like which is not carried at the one over by Franklin High School uh, certain brands of chips uh, are at one and not the other uh, I don't know what the rationale behind that is but I used to buy these 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 they were like I like protein like straws or something like that they're incredibly good they had this spicy one. It's amazing. Every time I would go to, to Dirty Kroger, it would be sold out. And then they just stopped carrying it. So then I would go to the one on 96, uh, maybe on my way home. Uh, they carried it for a while. Now it's mysteriously gone. West Haven had it for a while. Now it's gone. Uh, but there's certain products you're going to find at West Haven that you won't find on Hillsborough Road. There's certain products you'll find at Columbia that you won't find at West Haven. I do not understand the lack of consistency with products. It drives me nuts. All right, the last thing, and this is specific to the Hillsborough Road, Kroger, and this probably happens at a lot of different establishments, and it drives me nuts. The motorized carts that are at the front of the store are not for joyriding around the establishment. More often than not, I see people at Kroger that are on these carts that have no business being on them. I've seen kids on them with their, <clears throat> with their parents. And I'll be honest, I've addressed it a couple times. I got into an argument with a lady one time because her kid almost hit me with the cart in the checkout line. 
And I proceeded to tell her that you guys shouldn't even be on these. You don't need them. She did not like it, but it's a pet peeve of mine. Listen, if you are an able-bodied citizen, do not use the electric carts at Kroger. It is embarrassing. Stop doing it. Now, I also mentioned at the beginning of the show, going on a little vacation. Now, I've had this trip planned for years. Uh, Vanderbilt plays UNLV this weekend in football. I had it circled. Uh, me and a couple friends are going from college, uh, flying out tomorrow night. It has been 17 years uh, since I've been to Vegas. Um, I think it's going to be an outstanding trip. Hopefully Vanderbilt doesn't lay an egg and get beat. They should win the game, but then again, it's Vandy, so who knows. Uh, it's not going to ruin the trip either way, but uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Now, one thing I, I've found interesting uh, about Vegas, and I've been there a lot. Uh, when I was an assistant at Pepperdine, the end of the recruiting period, the last 10 to 12 days, were always in Vegas. And I always thought that was insane because you're dropping off thousands of high school kids in the middle of the desert to play in a basketball tournament or a showcase where there is all kinds of, you're exposing them to all kinds of things that maybe 15-year-olds shouldn't be exposed to. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a wild place, but you would go and I would check in and I'd be in these hotels for seven, eight days. And that is way too long. Look, 72 hours max, get your stuff, go home. You should not be there any longer. We've kind of got it planned out to where I'm not just going to sit around and gamble for like three days because that'd be insane. I'd lose more money than I could afford to lose, but we're trying to pace things out. We got the game on Saturday. There's an alumni event. Uh, that should occupy some time. It should be a nice trip. And I'll be honest, I really I really need it. Because, you know, if you've followed me, life has not been great for the last five or six months. Maybe longer. But whatever. But I've always thought uh, Vegas is just a really intriguing place. But I always found it ironic that the biggest basketball tournaments during the evaluation period were always held there. And we were just sitting there corrupting kids before they even knew what was going on. So... Thanks again for listening. Remember, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, X. Drop us, drop me a like. Uh, not an over-enthralling show here today, but uh, we'll come back uh, early next week, and I'll give you an update on the trip and a few other things of, of what else is going on in the world. But thanks again for listening, and uh, I will talk to you again soon.